Welcome to the Slim and Satisfied podcast. I'm your host, Daphna Chazen. Over the past decade, I've helped hundreds of women stop dieting and start living a life that is truly healthy, enjoyable, and delicious. If you've struggled with weight and have yet to find the right solution to your health concerns, you're in the right place. Each week, I'm going to share my best tips, tricks, and strategies to eating well without ever feeling confined by diet rules or short-term fixes. Join me as I walk you through my science-based, practical tips that will transform your habits for good. My down-to-earth, no-nonsense approach is going to get you the results you've been craving all along. So, are you ready? Let's get started. Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to episode five of the Slim and Satisfied podcast. I'm excited that you're here today since we're talking about one of the core topics I like to discuss regarding weight loss, and that is what it takes to make change happen. One of the things that's hardest for women when I work with them and I see what what struggles they go through I really feel that when they set off on a weight loss journey, the hardest thing is making consistent change. I'm talking about the kind of change that produces results and creates the type of weight loss and subsequently healthy lifestyle that many of us aspire to. Certainly many of the women that come to work with me are looking to do big things with their health. They're looking to totally transform how they feel, how they look, the type of emotions that they have around food and their eating behaviors. And those types of changes are big and significant and they do require some work and a certain type of mindset. And I think this is where many women struggle, especially those that have a lot of weight to lose. So I see many of my clients who are looking to lose 30 or 40 or 50 pounds and even more. This is something that's going to take a long time. So the level of change that's required and consistency that's required is pretty high. So one of the reasons that I think women struggle with this is directly related to some misconceptions that we have about change, how we think it's supposed to feel, and what we believe it really takes to create new habits and change the way we think about food and eating. So that's what I'd like to talk about today. And when I talk about change, I'm talking about way more than just changing what we eat or the size of our portions and all of the nitty gritty stuff of eating and weight loss. True change is so much bigger than this. I'm also not talking about a change in my body and how I look. I'm referring more to something that's more profound than that. And it's a change to how we think, how we feel, and how we act. And all of these things are going to be in support of my weight loss goals. Because when women lose weight, sure, we're moving from one body size to another, but many times we're also shifting from things like self-loathing to self-love, from embarrassment to confidence about our body, right? And from trying to just get through the day and kind of blend in in the world to showing up fully and positively with a lot of confidence and clarity about eating in every area of our life. So these are big, big changes. So whenever I hear someone who lost a lot of weight say that they feel like a new person, I really understand what that means because for many, many women, 
Making the necessary changes to lose weight is like evolving into a whole new version of themselves that thinks differently, behaves differently, and sees herself in a whole new light. That is true change. When someone creates a new life from themselves that's fully representing their weight loss transformation and they know with every bone in their body that they're never going back, that is truly a changed, a transformed person. And they have this confidence and they have this clear idea that they will never diet again because they've changed who they are. But even though the reward that we get from pursuing change and implementing it is so great, and I see people who accomplish that every day in my practice, and I wish that I can show this to the people who are just getting started to motivate them and to show them the possibilities, I still see so many women struggle to take the right steps to produce change. And I think that that has to do with not understanding the process of change. We tend to be very scared and we tend to dislike things that we don't understand. And there are three key things specifically about making change that I think are important to know because they demystify this process quite a bit and make it more doable. So that's what I'd like to share with you today, those three key insights that I believe are really important to understand before you embark on any change journey, not just weight loss, but any type of change that you're looking to make in your life. But I'm going to give you some real life examples from my current clients so that you can see how starting to believe and starting to really think in this way about change can make a huge difference. It can really make you feel more happy and more comfortable with the type of effort that change takes, especially when it comes to weight loss. And the reason I created a whole new episode on this and the intention for today's episode is to help you feel less resistance about making long-lasting changes and give you a new perspective regarding changing habits that will hopefully motivate you to approach weight loss with new energy and more excitement about the possibilities. Good? All right, so let's get started with key insight number one. Our body is not wired for change. So even though we're all growing, we're all evolving, whether it's with weight loss or not, we all want to make some sort of a change in our life pretty much at any point. We're not wired for change. Our body is not designed to be really good at adapting to change. So let's talk about this. I see so many women become frustrated with not being able to make changes that produce weight loss, despite the fact that their main goal, their ultimate desire is to lose weight. And that can be very frustrating because if I want to lose weight, if I know I should be losing weight, if I know I'll be happier, more fulfilled, and healthier when I lose weight, why can't I get behind the right changes and the right habits that will produce this result? This is something that's very frustrating to many women because they see such resistance in their own body, in their own brain to making change. So the first thing to understand here is that the process of resisting change is actually completely natural. That's because our primal brain is designed to keep us safe and in a familiar zone, in a familiar situation. So that's basically our current life, our current routine, and our current eating habits. The primal brain, which is also called the reptilian brain, works in very simple ways. Its sole purpose is survival. So anything that you do that 
jeopardizes your survival or your safety, the primal brain is going to get in there and say, no, 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 do not do that. So there's not much sophistication with the primal brain. And again, the sole goal of the thoughts that this part of our brain produces is to keep us happy in the here and now, to satisfy our desires in the moment and to keep us super safe. So we're not thinking about consequences when we're using our primal brain, typically. We're not thinking about life goals or big goals or long-term things. We're focused on fulfilling our most immediate wants and desires. And that's oftentimes the process that prevents us from choosing not to have another cookie or from ordering the thing that we like off the menu versus the indulgent thing that we love. Or it prevents us from leaning into negative emotions and really experiencing them and learning to cope with them as opposed to shutting them down with food since they make us feel bad, right? So our tendency when the primal brain is in action is to shut those emotions down and just feel happy in the here and now. And many times we use food as a means to that end, to feeling good and feeling happy right now as opposed to feeling sad or anxious or stressed or even just bored. So in order to keep us safe, in order to keep us status quo, staying where we are today, even though we may not love our current situation, the brain will produce certain thoughts and certain signals that tell us that staying where we are today, even though we dislike it again, This is better than doing something new since the new thing is unknown and there's some risk associated with things that are new and unknown. So we tend to shy away from new behaviors that may be exactly the ones that we need in order to get to the weight loss goals that we really, really want. So I may be thinking, well, what if I try this new weight loss plan and it doesn't work? What's going to happen to me? Am I going to have to give up a lot of my favorite foods? Or am I going to have to feel deprived or not go out with my friends or not snack at night because that's what I like to do and that's something that I'm used to doing? Or maybe I won't be able to survive that. Maybe I'll feel so deprived. Maybe it will be too unpleasant for me and I won't like it. I had a client a few weeks ago who has PCOS and was interested in losing about 40 pounds. And this first insight about we're not hardwired for change makes me think about her because we developed a plan together, but before getting it started, she really wanted to know exactly how many pounds she'd be able to lose and how long it would take and how many pounds per week and what are we going to do on the weeks that it's plateauing and will she be able to do this before a wedding that she has this summer? And I gave her my most educated guesses about her progress and what I think a good outcome would be and what I think would be a good realistic projection of her weight loss, but there are so many factors that could come into play here. So while I like inquisitive people and I definitely understand the need to know and I like to play around with numbers myself, that's not really a question that I can answer confidently. I can never guarantee someone's results, certainly not before they even got started on a plan and before we figured out what parts of the plan work and what parts need tweaking. 
Anytime that I come up with a plan or someone's working with me on weight loss, the initial plan that we put together is not going to be the plan that you follow three or four months down the line. We always tweak it, we always change it, and we make it better. We make it adaptable so that you can live your life and not be confined by this plan. So the plan needs to be flexible so that we can adjust it as you go along. Maybe we tighten it up a little bit. We dial in certain things so that you can see better results. Maybe you'll start on this plan and you'll lose too fast. That happens too sometimes. That means that that plan is not adequately meeting your needs. So we need to beef it up a little bit, right? So there's no way that I can answer a question like that that predicts things to a pound, to a to a decimal point before someone got started. And what I realized is that these questions come from a place of fear, fear about change, fear about whether or not it's going to work, fear about the outcomes in the future and what it would really take for her to see the types of results that she's looking for. So I really wanted her to understand that the resistance to change that she's experiencing is perfectly normal. That's her primal brain kind of kicking in and saying, whoa, I'm not going to be changing all these things and go into this unknown territory where I don't have any guarantee of the results. I don't even know if this is going to work. Why should I be doing this? Well, this is what I told her as a response, and we kind of worked through this together, and it turned out to be great. I said, look, what you were doing prior to seeing me wasn't really working. You've tried so many plans, and that's probably where the hesitation is coming from, and that's understandable. But before this, you were following things that were not the right fit for you. You were also doing it on your own without any coaching, any guidance, or any support. And you've gone through the fear, failure, fatigue cycle that I mentioned in episode three. I'll link to it below. But anytime someone goes through diets that are not successful, they go through the cycle and they end up getting more of what they don't want. And we've got covered that in episode three, so definitely go back and check that out because anytime this cycle comes into play, you end up getting more weight gain, less true results, and definitely less meaningful changes, right? It's kind of a Band-Aid solution. And after she's gone through so many plans and so many diets, she basically gave up. So for the Past two or three months before coming to see me, she was kind of stuck in a place of inaction. She was really frustrated. She wasn't doing anything. She kind of threw in the towel and was just hanging out, kind of just waiting it out to see what would happen. And that's a surefire way to seeing no weight loss results at all, right? Because you're not working at it. You're not making any progress and you're just stuck in inaction, So her only option was to resist her brain's desire to stay where she was stuck on that day and start implementing the plan we created, even though the outcome was unknown. And I told her, you're absolutely right. There are no guarantees here. Your weight loss results are totally up to you and how well you implement this plan. But I can guarantee you that if you follow through, if you make the changes that we've talked about, you will see results. I don't know how many pounds, I don't know how long it's going to take, but results are surely to come if you implement this change consistently and you don't doubt the process. You have to trust the process of change. It does take time 
And if you know that your body's not wired for it, we're not designed to make changes like that easily on the fly, it's much easier to buy into it. It's much easier to stick with it. And that's truly where where the transformation happens. Let's move on to talking about key insight number two, and that is that change is super uncomfortable. I always tell my clients, if your plan is a little bit uncomfortable, if it feels a little bit hard and challenging, you're doing it right. It's the right plan for you. Anytime that you're making change that's true and meaningful, it should feel a little hard. It should make you pay attention that you're doing something differently. That's not to say that you should suffer through it and feel deprived, not at all. It just means that it's different enough than what you were doing before that you notice it and you think to yourself, wow, I don't love this, but I can see how it will benefit me. My client, Christine, that I mentioned before is a great example of this. So after she started on her plan and she got used to it, she started noticing that a lot of the things that she was doing were hard to implement. So one of the biggest hardships that she had is she's a nurse and she works a lot of night shifts. And every time that she would leave work around 7 a.m., she would feel first super tired and that would make her want to eat to get the energy. And she used to say, I have to stop at the drive-thru or I have to stop on my way home because I have an hour commute and I just don't make it. I'm so tired. My eyes are closing. I'm exhausted from all the work that I did all night. And I have to buy food and a, something like a soda or something that will just give me some energy and wake me up so I can safely make it home. And what we agreed upon is that she's not going to be doing this. She's going to bring her own snack instead. So she's not going to get, go to any drive throughs or get any candy bars from the vending machine before she leaves her work but she'll bring her own snacks. And we came up with a variety of suggestions that she loves and she felt really good about it. But when it came time to implement it, she said, it wasn't totally what I wanted, right? The food that I brought from home, whether it was uh, popcorn or nuts or a bar, wasn't quite the thing that she was craving and wanting. And it certainly wasn't what she was used to having. So she said, I stuck with it. I did it. It felt okay. But in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, I don't love this, but I can live with it. So over time, the more she did it, she got okay with it. But in the beginning, it was super uncomfortable because she would eat the bar, but really want to eat something else. Or she would drink her water, ice ice water that she brought from the hospital on the way home, but she really wanted a soda. And that was a little bit of a struggle. And I said, I'm so glad that you're feeling these things because it means that you're doing it right. You're changing your habits. And when you're changing how you think about it, when you're not saying to yourself, oh, well, this sucks. I hate this, but I'm going to do it just for another month so I can lose another five pounds. No, that's not what she was saying to herself because that would be A, a limiting belief, right? So you're very limited by the belief that this sucks, this is horrible, and you're doing something that you totally dislike. That's not a good mindset to be in for weight loss. What she said to herself instead, which was very honest and very productive, was, I don't love this, but I love the outcome, and I can live with it. I don't dislike it, right? It's not the thing I would choose. It's not the thing I crave. It's not the thing I totally desire, 
but I don't have to go with the thing I totally desire. I can do this and be content and see the results that I'm looking for and feel great about that. So the fact that change is super uncomfortable is really important to understand. If it feels a little hard, if it feels a little challenging, embrace that because that means that you're changing. That means that you're doing things that are going to produce results for you. And even though they don't feel amazing, even though you don't love every meal and every food choice and every snack option that you have, you're going to love the result. You're going to love the fact that it's making you lose the weight at the consistent pace that you're looking for, that it's sustainable, right? Meaning if you found a plan that has just the right amount of food for you, you're enjoying it just enough, and you can keep it going long term, you've hit the jackpot. And I think what's most difficult for people and what's most uncomfortable many times is not using food for entertainment, not using food as a main source of pleasure. So for example, in Christine's situation, she's looking to keep her energy levels up and to stay alert on her drive home. There are so many options, so many meal and snack suggestions that could fit the bill here and still keep her on track to good weight loss. So for her, it was more about making the change from a mindset of I'm using food for pleasure and entertainment to thinking about the snacks that she brought as a means to an end. It's something that she needs in order to keep her energy levels up and to arrive home safely without derailing herself. Bringing her own snack, by the way, also allowed her to reduce temptation and reduce choices around food. Every time you do this, you're going to be better off because you're limiting selections and you're limiting the amount of decision that you need to make around food. So having a food that was predetermined, pre-selected that she brought from home is way better than standing in front of a menu and making a decision when you're hungry, tired, and stressed. So I wanted to share Christine's story here as an example because she really shows that once you understand that change is uncomfortable, it's really easy to stick with it. She realized that while the snacks she was bringing were not as exciting as what she was eating before on her ride home, she was okay with it. She could live with it, and she could certainly live with it once she starts seeing the results that she was having. So she was able to lose 22 pounds just making this small shift. So every time she worked, she didn't stop at the drive-thru on her way home. She went straight home in her car with two or three snacks that she brought from home. That was a big change for her, and it felt a little uncomfortable in the beginning, but she did it. She stuck with it. She never questioned it. And even though she didn't love the the snacks that she brought, some days she did and some days she didn't, she didn't throw in the towel and go back to what she was doing before. She really stuck with it and she was able to say, you know what, this is doable, I can stick with it, it's sustainable, and I can see how it's benefiting me. I can see that it's totally serving me and making me closer and closer to my goal, so I'm okay with it. I'm going to keep doing it. And that's the biggest benefit that she could ever have hoped for. So it was uncomfortable. It wasn't always pleasant. It's still not something that she's super excited about, but she's doing it and it's okay. It's livable, it's doable, and it's sustainable. That's the kind of change that you want to make. 
And I'd like to continue with Christine's story into the third key insight about change, and that is that change creates motivation, not the other way around. Have you ever waited for a special date or a time of year to start a weight loss plan, maybe New Year's or after a busy season at work? That type of thing is so common, but it's a little backwards. Motivation to get on board with a plan or how successful you are in making change doesn't really depend on the calendar. You have no more chances of success in January or in January 1st or right after Thanksgiving versus any other day of the year. You know this, right? In fact, you have less. When you look at New Year's resolution statistics, I'm sure you know and you're well aware of the fact that many of them, most of them, don't stick. But people keep repeating the same resolutions year after year. That's because a lot of people feel like we need a certain time, a special event, a certain time of year in order to feel that jolt of motivation to get started on a plan. But the truth is that the only way that you can get motivation is by starting to implement change, seeing results, and then building on top of that. So nothing's going to give you more motivation than seeing results based on the changes that you've made. So it's kind of silly to wait around for motivation and then make change. It really should be the other way around. Start implementing the change and right now is the best time. Not tomorrow, not in a week, not after your birthday. Right this second is the best time to make change because the more you delay, the less chances you have of actually sticking with it. The most successful people, the most successful women that I work with, and when I say successful, I mean I mean the ones that have been able to lose weight and keep it off, started right away. They didn't wait. They didn't delay. They didn't say that there's going to be a better time. They just got started and they started small. Starting small means a couple of things. It means that first you're meeting yourself where you're at. What does that mean? Well, it means that you're starting to do things that feel right for you, that you can buy into, and that you can implement relatively easily. So remember, there's going to be some discomfort with change, but still you want to meet yourself where you are today and start small. So you may not be ready to give up your snacks like Christine did. You may just be ready to drink more water, or you may be ready to take 10 minute walks three times a week. You may be ready to have one less drink on the weekends. Whatever it may be that you know will make an impact, that's where you want to start. Start super small. It needs to be doable, but it needs to be something that's going to give you results. I don't want you to do something that you're not going to be able to see any return from. So think about the things that happen most frequently and start there. Some of the common places that I see people get started and see great results is by controlling their appetite before dinner. So a lot of people don't eat as well during the day and they end up overeating at dinner because they get too hungry. So you may want to think about two healthy snacks to eat in the afternoon so that your appetite is better controlled. Or you may feel like you can cut it back on a couple drinks on the weekend. Maybe instead of having three or four drinks, you have one or two drinks. If that's something that's happening every weekend, it's a very good place to start and you're going to see a lot of return from that. 
Another great thing to do is nighttime snacking. If you find yourself snacking frequently most nights of the week, that's an area that you want to pay attention to because if you change that, if you either cut back on the amount or make better choices, you can see some return. You can see some results after you make that change. So remember, it's going to be a little uncomfortable. We're not wired for change and motivation is still not there. It's going to build once you stay consistent with it, once you implement this on a regular basis and make sure, and that's the second thing that I want to really drive home for you as far as getting started small is focusing on the one thing and not moving to another thing before you've mastered the first thing. This is a big mistake that a lot of people make where they try to implement too many changes at once. You can't change your evening snacking, your weekend drinking, and overeating all at the same time. That's too much. You're probably going to get overwhelmed. You're going to get discouraged because it's going to be too hard to implement and you're going to end up giving up and not doing any of it. So when I say start small, I'm referring to picking the one thing, meeting yourself where you're at and dedicating time to mastering just this one behavior, just this one habit until you feel like it's better, until you feel like you've changed it enough that it's now a solid part of your routine and you don't have to think about it as much, you just do it. So I really hope that the insights that I've shared with you today will help you think about change a little bit differently. Let's recap a little bit. Insight number one, we're talking about how we're not hardwired for change. You're going to feel some resistance. You're going to feel like your brain is pushing you in different directions, but stick with it because you will see results if you just remain consistent. Number two is change is hard. It's super uncomfortable. Think about Christine, what she had to do in order to change her habit after work every single day. That wasn't easy, but she stuck with it. And she embraced the fact that it's uncomfortable and not pleasant, and she was able to push through it and see some great results, which then leads to key insight number three, those results breed motivation. Motivation, despite what everybody thinks, is not created out of thin air. We want to see results. We want to take massive action. And then the outcome that we create for ourselves is what's going to give us the best long-lasting motivation that we can ever ask for. If you've enjoyed today's episode, I'd like to encourage you to hit the subscribe button so you can get notified when new episodes are out. I'm also going to be live on my Facebook page every Thursday, so make sure that you pop in there and join in on the conversation. And lastly, if you haven't already done so, please go and check out my Proven Path to Weight Loss Starter Kit. It's a five-step guide for starting on a weight loss journey that's sustainable, easy to implement, and includes real food. It's going to give you some amazing results, so make sure you download that guide and start implementing some great changes. And remember, the best time is right now. I will see you again next time with another episode. In the meantime, go make some great changes happen and I will talk to you soon. Bye for now.